0: Hi, my name is Jolene Johansson. I'm a professional mountain biker, coach, and a Nordana ambassador.
1: Welcome to Norona Podcast. My name is Ivan Eitslott. In Norona Podcast, we want to inspire you and facilitate great adventures in nature by meeting exciting people and telling fascinating stories. In this episode, we will meet Norona ambassador and enduro biker, Jolene Johansson. Jolene won the Swedish enduro series in 2016 and 17, and a silver medal in the Nordic championship back in 2016. She owns her own bike company, guiding, holding mountain bike clinics, and inspiring people to go out mountain biking. Today, we'll talk to Jolene about her biking career and what advice and tips she has for everyone who wants to get better at mountain biking. Welcome, Jolene. Thank you. You look happy and enthusiastic, as always.
0: I am. Yeah. <laughs> Do you come
1: straight out of the woods? Have you been biking today?
0: Uh, I haven't. Uh, I would love to say that I had, but I'm. Um, I'm coming straight from the airport. Actually, okay. uh, I've been in Hägersten yesterday. Okay, visiting the Norena shop and had a talk there. Okay, Yeah.
1: What did you guys talk about?
0: Mountain biking, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they had some? Did I have some great questions for you?
0: They had. They, it was uh, um, uh, enthusiastic audience with a lot of um, questions and. Uh, stories about their local biking communities it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun
1: have you been riding there in Haugesund or no is there is there anything to ride
0: it is some but they told me that it's very like flat and technical Mm. so I haven't booked any (laughs) mountain bike trips to Haugesund yet but the community is growing so so that's um, it's growing everywhere
1: Haugesund for the audience that's just a it's a Nice city on the Norwegian west coast. Beautiful city. Ask some locals if you go there to mountain bike. (laughs) Definitely. You have to tell us, where did you grow up?
0: Uh, I grew up uh, in Herjunga uh, in in Sweden. It's uh, an hour east of uh, Gothenburg. Yes. Uh, At a farm.
1: At a farm? Mm -hmm. With animals?
0: With animals. I had uh, two horses.
1: Ah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, close to the forest as well. So, um, a lot of time outdoors, yeah.
1: Have you been like horseback riding for your whole childhood?
0: Yeah, until I was 15 and competing in um, jumping as well, yeah. Okay.
1: Is there some similarities between the horseback riding and the mountain bike riding? A lot.
0: A lot, and it's, it's quite funny because a lot of uh, girls that starts with uh, mountain biking yeah. uh, is also coming from uh, ho- the horse riding. So it's a yeah. lot of things is uh, similar. Yeah,
1: it's all about balance and, and staying on top of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the balance. It's the it's the look, uh, picking lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, having control uh, the weight. Yeah. Uh, over the bike on the, over the horse. So, yeah.
1: Do you still do horse riding?
0: No, not at all. But I can miss it sometimes. <laughs> yes. But I prefer the bike now. Yeah.
1: When did you discover mountain biking?
0: My first um, experience with mountain biking was quite early. I think I was around nine years old. My father was into mountain biking. Okay. So, we got the chance to try it. Uh, and I didn't like it. You didn't? No, no, (laughs) not at all. So the rest of the family was into cross-country riding and road biking. Yeah. And as a middle child, I want to go my own way.
1: Of course. Yeah. Every middle child wants to do that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: stubborn. (laughs) So I was totally into the horse thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when I was around 15... Uh, I decided to sell the horses and buy a road bike
1: a road bike,
0: yeah, and my parents were so happy about it. Uh, <laughs> I think they still are
1: um, they didn't like the horses or what
0: i they didn't have any interests, okay. and horse riding is expensive and takes a lot of time,
1: yeah. so I read somewhere that horses are the it's it's the most expensive hobby. You can have,
0: yeah. It's crazy expensive, yeah. yeah. And if you want to have, compete and have good horses, it's millions. Yeah, it's so crazy. So, yeah. So road biking is nothing. No, it's, it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> cheap hobby to compare with. But um I was into road biking for a few years, but the same thing again. I not I don't want to do the thing that everybody else is doing. I want to explore more, Mm -hmm. so I tried uh, downhill biking, and that was my thing. Okay. Yeah. So, 11 years ago, I moved to Norway from Sweden, and then I decided to go all in. All in? Yeah.
1: On the downhill or on the mountain bike in general? Uh,
0: I started with the downhill, um, but just after one year, I both my trail bike and coming from the road biking thing and go to trail biking that was more my thing because it's more like physical mm-hmm. and you still have the downhill part mm-hmm. so I fell in love quickly yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> you must explain to us what's the main differences between the cross country and the enduro and the downhill biking
0: the enduro biking is like uh, the middle path <laughs> yeah. between uh, both of them you have uh, still a full suspension bike uh, but it's more suspension compared to the cross-country bike but not as much as the downhill bike
1: yeah yeah exactly so you can both go a little bit uphill yeah but you can still have fun when it's steep downhill totally yeah
0: and the bikes these days are so good, so you can go really heavily downhill. Yeah. yeah.
1: Still on the enduro bike.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: And did you have any heroes when you discovered mountain biking like this? Did you look up to somebody?
0: Nothing at the start. Uh, but when I decided to go all in into mountain biking, um, I, uh, contacted a, I contacted a coach. Tommy Tompa Johansson, a Swedish coach. Mm -hmm. And he has inspired me a lot and still uh, is inspiring me. Uh, He is um, one of Sweden's all-time biggest downhill bikers. Okay. Uh, He was one of uh, the best in the whole world uh, in late 90s when they were downhill biking on hardtails.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, guys.
0: Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) With no no armor and hockey, no, no, no. it's, it's so great <laughs> They just went for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and he's um, a guy that still is playful, uh, in good shape, and uh, competing in all, everything from road biking to BMX to downhill biking. So, Yeah. yeah. A lot of different types of biking.
1: So he inspired you and had he also had something to teach you.
0: A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you won the Swedish Enduro Series yep. a couple of years ago. Yeah. How yep. was it to compete?
0: Uh, it's a lot of fun. In uh, Enduro Biking, uh, we get to see a lot of different trails during one uh, competition weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's also very social. Uh, During the uphills, you have time and energy to talk with um, fellow friends and competitors. And uh, the community is very supporting. You help each other out, give tips. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a nice weekend. (laughs) It is,
0: it is. But you're still nervous and yeah, (laughs) have goals and everything. So it's still stressful. But yeah, I will really recommend it. If you have uh, thoughts about trying, you should definitely
1: do it. Do you still compete? Uh, Some. Mm -hmm. I
0: haven't during COVID, but my plan is to do some races again. It is. But um, I also want to... um, do, do different types of competitions like pump track, uh, cross-country marathons and yeah, yeah, be more um, versatile in mm-hmm. my biking.
1: And then downhill as well?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment.
1: Not at the moment? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you have the skills.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I've seen movies <laughs> and I've seen photos of you just going downhill in such high speed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: With no fear.
0: I still have fear. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a different comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The fear is maybe a good thing.
0: It is. It is. Uh I think it's very important to feel some fear mm. and to push your boundaries. Uh but not too much, but yeah.
1: There's a lot of accidents in mountain biking, isn't it? In it the is. competitions especially
0: no it is you can injure yourself but you can injure yourself in football as well <laughs> yeah, so that's correct yeah yeah but it's <laughs> maybe like, often
1: yeah, <laughs> very often so. in football <laughs> yeah i
0: think it's a lot more common in football compared to uh, uh mountain biking i would mm. say yeah yeah
1: so, so, so stay away from football, football. soccer, <laughs> normal sports. Go into the enduro bike, biking. Yeah.
0: Safe, safe sport. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yolene, today you are a mountain bike guide and you teach people how to become better at mountain biking. What is your best advice to people that want to start mountain biking today? And that never maybe tried it before.
0: Um first of all. Uh, you, you need a bike. If you have a bike, you use the bike you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you can rent one or you can borrow one, and just try easily. Try some easy trails and try to just flow and have fun. Yeah. Uh, talk with other mountain bikers, uh, local um, cycling clubs. Yeah, it's a very friendly community. So just try. Yeah. First of all.
1: What kind of bike do I need?
0: In the start, I would just say you need a hardtail. You just need a mountain bike. Uh, If you want to go enduro biking, um, you will after a while need a full suspension bike. Mm. But to learn the correct technical skills, you should actually start mountain biking on a hardtail.
1: Yeah, because there you have only the suspension in the front. Exactly. And you have to tackle the terrain and the trails yeah. a little bit different
0: yeah, compared
1: exactly. to the full suspension bikes.
0: Yeah. The, the full suspension bike is helping you out a lot. But mm. to be a more technical skilled rider, it's better to start on the hardtail okay. and then move on to the full suspension bike. That's a good bike.
1: thing because the hardtail is cheaper as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, is. it is.
1: What should the price range be if you buy your first mountain bike, like a hardtail? Um, Should we use uh, 10,000 euros or? No. 1,000.
0: More 1,000. Yeah. And maybe try a used one first. You don't have to buy the most expensive new bike to try it out. No. Uh, Buy a used one and take care of it, maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can upgrade when you. All of a sudden, fall in love with mountain biking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you surely will. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have brought your own bike to the studio today. Yeah. How would you describe this one?
0: Um, it looks yeah.
1: like a monster.
0: <laughs> it is a monster. <laughs> uh, so this is um enduro bike, yeah. a full suspension, uh, Trix Slash uh, 9.8. It is... With 29er wheels uh, and big wheels. Big wheels for high speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's built for speed and it's climbing very well to be a full suspension bike with 170 millimeters of sp- suspension.
1: 170? Yeah. In the old days, that was a lot on the downhill bike. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now, but today,
1: it's 170 on
0: on a trail bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's a very good downhill uh, bike, but it climbs very well as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the downhill bike is 200 millimeters. Okay. So, but you can do a lot of heavy downhill biking yeah. with this one.
1: Yeah. How much front suspension should you have on your first like hardtail? Do you think?
0: If you want to play for one, I would say one hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty. Yeah, yeah. Then you have a very all-round heart rate. Yeah, to develop with.
1: If it goes down to one hundred, it may be too old.
0: No, it's not too old, but it it demands more of you as a rider. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then you become more technical riders. So (laughs) it's exactly (laughs) exactly.
0: That's that's true.
1: What kind of safety gear? Do you use yourself?
0: Um, I use uh, knee pads. Yeah. And helmet,
1: of course. Mm -hmm. What kind of helmet?
0: Uh, I have an open helmet. Um, When I'm going more like heavily downhill or into bike parks, I use a full-face helmet.
1: Yeah. Because then you know there's more speed and more jumps and it's a little bit more dangerous.
0: Yeah, it is. So... For me, it's very important to be very careful about the head. Like yeah. if I crash elbow or break a leg or something, mm-hmm. that might be able to repair. But the head is something to be very careful with. So, yeah. um, I I change my uh, helmet each year. You do, yeah. yeah. And I also uh, use helmet with MIPS or. Airway with this one that is uh, protection or taking care more care of the head if you crash. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a good advice.
0: It's a little bit more expensive, but hey, it's the
1: head. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but you have no like leg protection or back protection.
0: I use uh, uh, back protection in downhill bike parts. Yeah, otherwise I don't use it, but it's like with. Uh, protection is very individual mm. what you're uh, preferred to use mm-hmm. uh, I've used more before but for me I don't feel the same movement uh, when I'm using it okay. so I have dropped some protection mm-hmm. and um, my elbows for example has a few scars after <laughs> that but yeah <laughs> it's okay
1: have you experienced any big crashes
0: i've broken a few bones but that's a part of it mm-hmm. um and i've had some heavily crashes but not like some dangerous ones
1: no concussions it, or things like that
0: no not on the bike but, but with the horse <laughs> <laughs> of course with yeah. the horse <laughs>
1: even more dangerous yeah definitely
0: <laughs> Definitely in the same league as football. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from the horse. (laughs) And football. (laughs) And what kind of clothing do you prefer to use?
0: Uh, I can show some of it. Yeah,
1: show it to us. It's a strange thing to say in a podcast to show, but uh, let's talk about it.
0: Okay. So So, here's
1: some good Norona stuff.
0: Of course. The best. Yeah. (laughs) um so it's summer now uh, so I prefer to use the Feodor wool t-shirts yeah uh, that is keep me dry um the whole uh, trail ride and it's sun's out it's guns out so yeah. <laughs> that's good <laughs> uh, so I really love it and I also use it for trail running uh, as well. Mm.
1: Uh, and the Fjøro name, just to say, where where is the Fjøro name from?
0: Fjøro is from a, a small village on the west coast uh, that has some really nice flowy mountain biking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A really, really small village.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's super small, but very cozy. Yeah. yeah. Um, to where take a visit.
1: <laughs> you can bike from like a thousand meters above the fjords and straight down to the fjord
0: oh it's so beautiful the views is to die for yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy
1: and that's why not chose the name fjord <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> easy <laughs> uh, and I'm also you're using the fjord pants mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of years I've actually uh, has started to almost only wear pants
1: okay no shorts
0: um some when it's very warm i use shorts mm-hmm. uh but is this a part of getting old maybe but <laughs> i'm st- with pants i don't destroy my uh, legs as much mm. and you still have the ventilation on the pants as well yeah and i love the look of it yeah in the same time so i use a lot of pants Uh, And the Fjord one is really flexible and nice. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you combine this pant with uh, the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So not that much sun sun on the legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have to go to the beach and do that afterwards.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With some ice cream. (laughs) So that's what I'm um, using when I'm um, on a regular mountain bike. Mm -hmm. Trail ride.
1: Yeah. And gloves? um...
0: Gloves, of course. Uh, I use the Fjord gloves, yeah, on every ride, yeah.
1: Mm. And do you bring your backpack?
0: I bring my backpack. Um, And I'm very lucky at the moment because I'm trying a new backpack that is coming next year.
1: It's a sample.
0: It's a sample. Uh, So this is a Fjord 18 liters uh, backpack uh, that I'm using on longer uh, trail rides.
1: And what do you put inside it?
0: So, I have the first aid kit, of course, not for myself, uh, just for my (laughs) fellow friends. (laughs) Of course. That might crash.
1: But that's important. Uh,
0: I have some tools Mm -hmm. um, and uh, water. Yeah. Maybe a wind jacket. Um, Yeah. And some food. Yeah, some food.
1: Just a banana, or do you make your own big? Good sandwiches at home.
0: No, that's so Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Swedish. That's not Swedish. No, 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 no. In no, Sweden, no.
1: you go out and have a Fika. warm lunch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fico warm lunch. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but we're still in Norway, so I, if I need some energy, I most often have uh, lefse.
1: Yeah, the lefse yeah. is a good one. Yeah. How would you describe the the Norwegian food lefse?
0: Oh, that, that, that's a hard one. It's like...
1: It's like a pancake without...
0: it pancake with sugar and uh, cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. It's its perfect snack. It's a perfect snack. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> and you can buy it everywhere in Norway. Yeah. So try that. Lefse. Lefse. Next time you're
0: here. 100%. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you explain to us uh, why you... Bring the backpack on almost every of your mountain bike trips because when I'm in the woods, I see a lot of people without it.
0: I'm without it sometimes. Okay, you're without it as well. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a storage room in the frame on the on the bike.
1: So you have a secret. So I have a secret room.
0: Sneaky snack storage
1: (laughs) inside the tube
0: uh inside the the lower frame yeah, yeah. The frame yeah so going on shorter uh, trade rides i don't need the backpack mm. um but i use the backpack uh, on longer rides and on all clinics and everything yeah. because you never know what's going to happen uh, and hey it's norway it's can be sunny mm. 5 minutes and rainy 10 minutes you never yeah. know so try to keep dry the weather as is as as changing possible. all the time yeah it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if we should give some advice to like mountain bikers with some experience do you have some tips and tricks for us if you if we take a look at the at the bike that you brought with you to the studio today could we bring it closer to the microphone yeah and just go through some basic advice. A 29er bike is so big that it's almost too big for the studio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's quite long. It is. It has happened a lot the last five years, I yeah. would say, uh, in the geometry mm. uh, on the bikes. Mm. So, they are longer, but build for speed. Yeah. Definitely.
1: It looks like a, like a horse.
0: It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if, if you will show us now, when you sit on the bike, uh, what kind of position do you prefer when you go trail biking?
0: Um, first of all, sitting on the bike, I would say it's very important that you activate your core. Yeah. Um, and support your back. Mm. Um. Also have a slightly bent elbow. Also sitting, so no straight arms. Relax.
1: Relaxed position.
0: Relaxed position, but still support the core. Mm. Mm. Um, and one finger at the brakes. Not two. No, not two, <laughs> not three. Either. It's so
1: tempting to use two.
0: Yeah, but it's it's so common. But um, having two fingers on the brake, you don't brake much more. Um,
1: It just feels a little bit more safe.
0: Yeah, the thing is that you're holding on to the brake. You're not holding on to the handlebar. Ah, yeah. So one finger at the brake and the rest of the hand is holding on to the handlebar because it's it, it one thing that we want to do. It is to hold on to the handlebar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because braking, we're locking up the whole bike, yeah. working against it. Yeah. So very important. And
1: the brakes today, they're made for this one finger handling. Yeah, it handling.
0: is. Um, on the handle, you can also see like a small spoon. Yeah, when the where the finger is supposed to rest. Yeah,
1: but you always have one finger on the brake.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: you're always ready.
0: Yeah. To yeah. make
1: a stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's going on, so yeah.
1: That's a, <laughs> that's a n- a main <laughs> that's, advice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm how was
0: pre- prepared?
1: How would you position yourself when you ride? on this trail and you come to a more downhill period of the or a passage
0: always stand up always go yeah always stand up going downhill um
1: it's forbidden to sit yeah yeah
0: it is it is totally forbidden to sit <laughs> uh it's so hard to sit going downhill yeah yeah because the like But uh,
1: something about the full suspension bike as a as a machine that you can just sit on and it will bring you down.
0: But it's like that the whole balance is so awkward sitting. Mm. Mm. Uh, rising up, you get uh, more weight over both of the wheels. So your yeah. balance is a lot more better yeah. uh, standing. So you stand up. Uh, you have the handlebar in the same height as your chest and chin. Okay. In that area. Uh, elbows out. hmm um, and knees slightly bended. Okay. Not a lot like a f- uh, frog.
1: No, No. <laughs> <Okay>. just, <laughs> just a bit. Just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, because the biggest suspension we got is ourselves. It's not the suspension on the bike. Oh. So position on the bike is super important mm-hmm. to, to be relaxed.
1: Yeah. And where do you position the back end of the body?
0: Oh, <laughs> over over the saddle. Yeah, yeah, over
1: the saddle. Yeah, not behind the saddle.
0: No, it's that's so common.
1: A common beginner fault. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, beginners always have gotten um, advice for from someone. Yeah, that's told you that just go behind the seat and everything will go okay. Okay. So people. Uh, bad advice. It's so bad advice. So beginners often go behind the saddle Mm -hmm. and then you don't have any weight on the front wheel. So turning is almost impossible.
1: I have to admit that I've been there myself.
0: (laughs) I've been there too. (laughs) But it's so common advice and it gives you such a hard time going downhill. Yeah. So my advice is take it easy and move forward. Okay. Yeah.
1: And you will find the perfect balance.
0: Yeah, after a while, yeah.
1: Are there any other typical beginner mistakes that you see out there when you're having your clinics?
0: I think the braking thing and going behind the saddle is the most common one. Yeah, yeah definitely.
1: And would you advise us to fasten our feet to the paddles or not?
0: Uh, do what feels good for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't have an opinion about it. Um, going on flat pedals mm-hmm. um, makes you learn the correct technique. Yeah. Uh, same thing as the hardtail. tail. Um, if you want to, you can go go uh, further on to the clicked pedals, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Use whatever you want to and feel comfort- comfortable with. Yeah. I use clicked in pedals, uh, but training technique, I use flat pedals.
1: Okay. But you click in when you're riding for a yeah the thing is ride in the woods. Uh,
0: I would say it still has something about the competition thing to mm. do. That clicked in. I can stand up and pedal when it's still a bit rough.
1: Some of us are mm. using click pedals when we are road biking. Yeah, but we don't dare to use click pedals when we go mountain biking.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: There's a lot of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah, it is.
1: Should you, we try or should we just stay the way that, we, that we've been used to? If you
0: want to, yeah. If you're curious, try. But if you're going to try, you will give it some time. Because mm. in the start, it will be a mental thing. Yeah. Uh, because
1: my suspicion is that I don't have the time to click out of the paddle before I fall, fall to the ground.
0: <laughs> and, and if you're falling... You don't, but it happens anyway. Yeah. You just have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a reflex that yeah. you do it if you're falling as well.
1: It's kind of an instinct. Yeah, yeah. it is.
0: It is. But do whatever mm. that feels comfortable with. I will say um, that it's around 50-50 almost flat and clicking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, when you are talking to like medium-experienced bikers, do you have some advice? Where should I go? What should I try to do when they are trail biking to get better in as short, short time as possible?
0: <laughs> I have a big love for pump tracks. Yeah? Yeah. Um, pump track is like uh, the heart for all type of mountain biking. Mm-hmm. um. So to be a better uh, mountain biker, go and ride pump tracks because trails are pump tracks just looking different. Yeah. So learning how to pump the bike out in the trails uh, will give you more speed and control.
1: Mm. And then Uh, you can go to like a ski destination or somewhere with lift systems and pump tracks. Yeah. And you just ride there for like a whole day and try to get used to the pump track.
0: Pump tracks are so heavily. So I would say ride for one or two hours and you're done. (laughs) It's a good workout. (laughs) Then you need a break anyway. It's a really good workout. But use the pump tracks, play, have fun. Mm. Um,
1: That's a good advice.
0: Use the same mindset out on the trails. Mm. Look at the trails as you look at the pump track. Mm. Um, and also going downhill sometimes take it easy flow and just pump the trail not to, and try not to pedal at all yeah
1: just feel the flow
0: yeah, yeah. and flow is fast
1: mm. that's fast <laughs> i've seen that yeah in the videos with jolene johansson <laughs> it's fun <laughs> Do you often go to the to the lifts and the the man-made trails yourself?
0: Not often, but it happens mm-hmm. a few times during uh, the whole biking season. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's fun as well. It's different types of biking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you still prefer the natural trails. In I do. The mountains.
0: I get to see more than lifts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Standing in line. Of course. It's a bit more uh, nature experience going uh, Mm. out on trail ride. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You've been to many different mountain bike destinations and I've heard that you have this crush on Finale Ligura in Italy.
0: Totally. (laughs) Why is that? Okay. Uh, Finale is one of the best places in the world to go uh, trail riding. Uh, you have a lot of different types of trail, uh, everything from like more exposed, steeper trails, rocky, mm-hmm. sandy, mm-hmm. Uh, onto, onto <laughs> and also um, more single trails, super low me in a beechwood. Okay. So it's, it's a very, very um, different type of trail riding. I'm uh, heading
1: for Finale myself this summer.
0: Oh, you are. So I'm very lucky, curious. <laughs> you
1: <laughs> but you will love ne- it. Do I need a guide? Should I just...
0: You will easily find a map, but I will also do at least one day of shuttling mm. with, with a local guide, definitely. Yeah. And you have some different companies, so it's very easy to, to find the trails. Uh, yeah. It is. But that's like the riding part of it, but from, Finale is more than just the trail riding. It's Italy. So it's Italy. You have the pasta, you have the pizza, you have the good wine, and you also have the ice cream. So it's the whole frame of it.
1: It's the vibes, the Italian vibes. Yeah,
0: Uh, it's a beautiful place. So before COVID, I was in Finale eleven times in seven years. So (laughs) that's a lot. Yeah, looking forward to get back there. Yeah.
1: And for how long do you stay there when you when you go?
0: One or two weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you get to ride a lot.
0: A lot. A lot. And it's very long downhills. Mm -hmm. So um, you get exhausted uh, after a few days of biking there. Yeah,
1: So maybe one day with the guide and some shuttling and... One day off. (laughs) One day off at the beach. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I remember that.
1: (laughs) In the latest issue of uh, Norona Magazine... You joined us on a field trip to both Senja in Norway and Skibotten in Norway. This is far up north. Yeah. How would you describe these two destinations?
0: Um, Skibotten has very, um, more like, um, uh, more single tracks, more like flowy, Bit not that steep, a little mm. bit more flatter landscape. Yeah. Um, Super good biking. Uh, love that place. Yeah. Sanya has more mountains. Um, and the views is to die for. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so beautiful, but still very good biking as well. It is.
1: Take a look at the cover picture on the next Noronan magazine from Sanya. Oh, it's so beautiful. And we will all know what Julian is talking about.
0: I'm still like having that whole trip yeah. in my heart. Like it was such a good trip and I need to get back there. <laughs> yeah. It's so beautiful.
1: Biking in between such summits and right. close to the ocean as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's crazy beautiful.
1: You also joined us on a magazine trip to the famous Norwegian Canvas Hotel. What yeah. kind of place is that?
0: It's such a special place. It's like almost um, a small village of tents yeah, uh, hidden in the forest uh, in the south of uh, uh, Norway. Yeah. Uh, it's um, a train mountain biking hotel. So you have a guide included uh, so you go trail riding and get served so good food.
1: So it's a it's a mountain bikers hotel.
0: Yeah, it's such a good place, and the vibe over there is so good. <laughs> uh, and to meet people that is visiting the hotel, like all everything from experienced riders to people that have never been on a, a bike before, yeah, or at least a mountain bike, uh, it gives you a very good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you can go there as a beginner as well.
0: Absolutely, it's. Uh, it's a lot of single trails, uh, Combinated with uh, rocks, mm-hmm. like very flowy rocks with a lot of grip in it. So mm-hmm. it's the mountain biking is not that hard. So you should definitely go visit. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> sounds such a like a lovely place. It is. It it's is like the mountain biker's dream.
0: It it is a mountain <laughs> biker's dream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Take a look at the pictures in Murano magazine. Yeah. At canvas as well
0: and book and book
1: (laughs) book your book your next trip it seems that the mountain bike culture is is growing in such speed these days and that so many things are happening in the sport every week every month it's just accelerating why do you think it's like that
0: i think um maybe covid forced us to uh, explore our local backyard a bit more, yeah, uh, in a positive way. And mountain biking it gets you further on your um, nature experience, yeah, uh, compared to go- just going hiking.
1: Gets you further on the local trails,
0: exactly. So you get to experience a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you get views. Uh, you get to get social with your friends. And at the same time, you get the adrenaline rush going downhill. So yeah. I can, yeah, I can understand why people finally have fallen in love with mountain
1: biking. <laughs> it took some time, but now it seems like everyone is mountain biking.
0: Yeah, it, it is. but And at the same time, it's good for you and it's good for the environment as well. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And some, they compare biking to skiing in the wintertime.
0: Yeah, it has some common thing. I think yeah. that the rush is exactly the same and going downhill, planning, uh, planning your lines and everything is the same thing as well. So I can see why people combine the two of those. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's the perfect combination of two great hobbies during the year.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jolene, we're approaching the end of this episode and we would like to ask you some questions that we give every guest in our podcast are you ready i'm ready (laughs) what are your best tips and tricks to create great nature experiences in your everyday life
0: i would say take it easy low-key it can be everything from walking the dog
1: yeah do you have a dog i
0: have a dog (laughs) 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 and that's a nature experience going out uh, one hour in the forest together with her Mm Mm-hmm. It's super important. What's her name? Silvana. Silvana. She's named after a Swedish rapper. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Silvana, the rapper.
0: Yeah, she's super cool. Great (laughs) Swedish artist. Yeah, yeah. So she's really cool. Um, So just have uh, low expectation expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, Walk the dog. uh, Eat your dinner outside.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Uh, Go trail running. And just take it easy, breathe, listen to the birds, feel the wind. Sounds perfect. Yeah, It doesn't have to be a big expedition.
1: No, not at all. Which international celebrity would you like to invite on your next trip? Silvana? Uh,
0: Silvana, for sure, that would have been something. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like quite... Quite odd to name the the dog. I wouldn't, I didn't, I don't know how to explain that for her.
1: (laughs) She would be happy.
0: Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Um, I would say, as a lot of people these days, I'm a Formula One fan.
1: Formula One, yeah,
0: yeah. After the Netflix uh, documentary series, yeah, uh, Drive to Survive, I'm also a fan. So I would say, Hamilton, to have some discussions and hear his stories and everything. Yeah. Yeah, That would be so much fun.
1: Yeah. The Mercedes driver. Yeah. Louis Hamilton. Go mountain biking with (laughs) Jolene.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you (laughs) will
1: really (laughs) experience speed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of steps have you taken in your life to live a little bit more environmentally friendly?
0: I drive an electric car. Yeah. I use my bike. Uh, A lot. I eat 90% vegetarian.
1: Okay. But Uh, there's 10% meat. That's interesting.
0: 10% meat. The thing is, when you get invited on dinner and someone is serving meat.
1: A big beef.
0: Yeah. I'm, at the moment, don't want to be the person that says, no, I can't eat that. Okay. So
1: 90%. You're polite.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to.
1: (laughs) Very polite. And yeah.
0: Um, and I'm also uh, sorting my uh, wastes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that that's the thing I'm doing at the moment. And I, I also think that it's very important to take care of your stuff, like maintain your bike, repair your clothing. Mm-hmm. And if I have any spare clothing, for example... I like to give it away to up-and-coming uh, riders oh, so instead nice. of throwing it or just having it in my closet.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. What's your favorite soundtrack to skiing or riding or being outside in the nature or driving to Finale Ligura?
0: I'm totally into old-school hip-hop.
1: You are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of artists?
0: Oh, it's everything from like Chupac, Biggie, Dr. Gray. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's so a lot. good. So, so it's like sometimes I feel like it might crash a bit with who I am and how I look. So coming into uh, a parking lot, I need to like lower the volume a bit.
1: (laughs) I just think you should just pump it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I need to work on that.
1: (laughs) You have the self-esteem to just (laughs) blow the music outside.
0: Yeah, I need to pull it off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to say to us before we have to say goodbye? Any life mottos or life philosophy?
0: I just want people to be curious. Yeah. Uh try new stuff. Try mountain biking. Uh try trail running. Be curious, curious on people around you. Who are they? Uh how are they doing? Um go on adventures, big or small and learn stuff. So just uh, yeah.
1: Such great advice.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It goes straight into my heart. Thank you so much, Jolene. Hope to see you soon again.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's been a pleasure. Norona Podcast is published by the Norwegian outdoor company Norona Sport. Norona has been producing premium outdoor products since 1929. Check out our clothes, backpacks, tents, sleeping bags, and skis on our website norona.com. There, you will also find more inspiring stories about our rich history, the expeditions we have participated in, and our ambitions in sustainability. Thank you for listening to Norona Podcast. We really appreciate it. And... Welcome to nature.